Hello and welcome to a first 20, the, tw- the first episode of YPA in 2022. Yay! That's what it's hey. the excitement. My goodness, it's been it's been a while. It has it's been, been a, while. a while, Padre. Yes. But we're here and we've been we're thinking about it. Yeah, uh-huh. It's been a while. Uh, but you know what? We're showing up. We're here. We committed, right? We have it yes. in our calendars yes. now. It took us a while because we were both very busy people running around trying to find time. Yes. But we've got to be intentional with it, and we are intentional, and we made it happen. And we want to do this because of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us this chance to uh, uh, be part of your life, and thank you for uh, playing us in your cell phone, most likely. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably on your drive home or something uh-huh. like that. I know that's when I listen to my podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I call them my office hours. Me and my older sister, we say that that we usually make our calls. We need an actual phone call when we're uh-huh. driving somewhere. Yeah. We've got time to do it. Uh, and that's also when I do like the podcast I want to listen to and all that. So, yes, thank you. Thank you that you made time to listen to us, to even uh, take the time and be like, I wonder what these two guys have to say. Right. Yes. Um, yes. If you have this first time you're listening to YPA, it stands for Young People Ask. This is where we take your questions about the faith. Nothing is off the table. And that's just also to say that we don't always have the answers. Exactly. But we're willing to walk with you to, to, to come to the answers, to find them, and to see where we can where it takes us. Right. And we try ourselves. Try our best not to go to Wikipedia. Yes, yes, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I do my best not to follow. <laughs> hey, it's the first result that we get on Google, but you know, but again, this is a space for you. Uh, uh, being a Catholic is a beautiful thing. You know, we get a beautiful relationship with God. We get to express our faith, you know, live our faith, you know, through the, through the liturgies, through the prayers, through the, um, um, uh, the works of mercy, you know, that, that, that we do together as a church. But also we, we have questions about our faith. We have questions mm-hmm. about, uh, uh, the deposit of faith. You know, we, we have questions. Sometimes, uh, people ask us, you know, all the time, it's like, well, why do you do this? You know, the other day I asked the, the youth group, um, what's the most important amen in church, you know, in the mass, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like the great amen and things like that. So if you have a question, you know, if there is something about your faith that you would like to know more, or that you'll be intrigued, or you just want to make sure, maybe you just want to affirm or confirm about your faith, hey, we're here for you. You know, ask away. We will be happy to create a conversation. And, and hopefully your question might be the question that a lot of people are wondering and asking, wanting to ask. But sometimes we just don't feel like courageous enough. And uh, which is really... Um, if you think about it, the Holy Spirit gives us that beautiful spirit and gift of courage, you know, so uh, we can move forward. And especially when it comes down to um, understand our faith. Uh, there is a, um, a saint that I, you know, it's been a long time since we've done our uh, podcast, but there is a saint that, um, that actually says that, you know, uh, it's easier to, uh, to love what we understand. So, you know, through questioning, you know, we can actually get to know better, you know, about our church and our faith and, uh, in our, and ultimately to love our Lord who loves us. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the, the message is something we've heard before. Easier to love something we understand. Well, but mm-hmm. hearing that, I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah, of yeah, course, right? Of course. But we forget about that. We yeah. forget about that yeah. when, when it counts. Right? So interesting. So, yes, please let us know what your questions are. Uh, you can email us and get in contact with us. Um, and, you know, We'll be honest, we don't have a question to go off of today. Uh, I do have a question for you, sir. We're kicking it off. <laughs> and this we're, is... We're going to go down. This. He said he had a question, so I was like, all right, we'll just roll, roll with it. So here we all go. Right. Question from all Biden. right, everyone. You know, this is the moment I know a lot of you have been waiting for because oh. I witnessed this. I have witnessed this, uh, uh, Edgar. Uh, 
people have been asking you, uh, you know, and you know, um, our Edgar is, um, you know, working on his um, uh, thesis, you know, for his masters, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, he's working on the paper, you know, like his um, um, uh, well, the whole thesis, you know, like summing up like all his knowledge and experience of church, which ultimately, you know, as a thesis becomes a contribution to the church and the, um, mm. uh, the academic community. But I've seen, you know, almost like. Every weekend, people asking is like, you know, how's your paper? What's your paper about? You know, it's like, you know, uh, what are your ideas? So on behalf of all those people that I've witnessed, you know, that have asked you, I'd like to officially ask you, what's your paper about? Give us like a little flavor, like a little teaser of what you've been working on this time, because it'll be... I think we will, I mean, it's exciting news. You, as, you are a young person, you're a young Catholic, you're a minister, uh, you're, you're a master, you know, you're educated. So I would love to see, you know, how is that translating into something that you have committed to explore mm-hmm. and to, to, to share with the church. So, so to, to officially put it on the record, huh? Yes. <laughs> All right. Drums, uh, drums, drums. Intimidating and scary. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot, and, and for some of you who have been with me on this journey, you know, it's this is my third, uh, tech, I guess, yeah, technically third uh, take on this on this paper, on this big thesis, this project. Uh, I'm currently getting my master's from Fordham University, and the degree will be in religious education, youth, and young adult ministry. So it's mm. very practical, very relative uh, to, to, yeah, uh, to, to what, what I actually do here, uh, and so I'm loving it. Um, so this, this big master thesis project is the integration right of of um, the course work that I've gone through this program of three years and then also my experience in ministry what I have done and what I am currently doing um, so it's a lot it's a lot to go off of it's intimidating for me it's scary because I am just not a good wordsmith <laughs> I can't I am intimidating by essays uh, I've just never been really good at them, and I've never grammar has not been my strong suit. Mm. And you know, seeing red marks on your papers, you know, being turned in, it, just, it gets discouraging after a while. I'm sure many of you can relate. Oh yes, uh, maybe not in English, but in different fields, right? You know um, what Father Paul just said today. You know, like D means di- well, D means diploma. diploma. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he, the Father Paul used to teach in high school. He says, yes, a student said D means diploma, right? <laughs> What's uh, um. Well, it's obvious to me, like the motivation for this, this, this topic, you know, because mm-hmm. that's something that is it's been around you. I mean, you do it. Yeah, you are yeah, yeah. you are actually yeah. walking the talk. Is there um, what are some points or what are some um, like as you've done your research, like uh, what conclusions have you like yeah. noticed or or like any insights about it? So, so in, in in the program, they encourage you to focus in on what you are currently doing. Right. I just happen to actually be working for the church, so it's very practical. There's other people who are like, what do you hope to do? Right. Uh, so I, I worked off, what am I currently doing? I'm serving students. I'm serving the young adult population in the Fresno-Clovis area, in the Diocese of Fresno, really. Um, and then because of that, I focus on who, am I, who who's the majority of people that I'm working with, and that's Mexican-Americans, first, second generation mm-hmm. Mexican Americans. That is not the exclusive group that I'm working with. There's, but that is a majority, and that is. They also encourage you go off what you know, your experience, which asks a young Mexican American, you know, son of of immigrants. Um, I'm able to relate to a majority of the people who are coming through the Newman Center, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so I'm encouraged to focus in on that. Like, yeah. right, go in, focus in on that. And that was very hard for me because a lot of these these findings. Uh, mm. ministering to young adult Hispanics and Latinos. Mm. 
are just good practices for any ministry. So that was one hard, one thing for me. It's really hard to to focus in on to define. Um, so, so some findings, yeah. So I'm, I'm focusing in on, on ministering to young adult Hispanics mm-hmm. and Latinos mm-hmm. um, throughout the course program and and in my experience, I think uh, I'll focus on, on on three on three things if I can remember mm-hmm. them. I don't have anything in, in, in front of me. I mm-hmm. was not ready for this question, so I'll try to do it off the top of my head. <laughs> we have some marshmallows here. Good, good, good <laughs> thing I don't need to turn this into like my teacher or advisor or anything. <laughs> um, one of them is uh, creating opportunity, right? Creating an opportunity. Second is creating a platform. I know that can get confusing. And the other one is relationship. Some of you, uh, if you accompany me or have been in the Bible study that I'm a part of, you've probably heard these words because they're just so relevant and they live in me uh, because I think that is where my ministry, my theology of ministry is taking me and it's just so evident for me now. It's so, it's, it's almost like a no-brainer, like of course, right, these three points. There's more, but I think these three things are really driving uh, the paper, uh, the presentation that I'll be giving, you know, it's really driving these things. So. I'll dive into opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. simply as a young person in the church, we do not have the opportunities that many other people mm-hmm. have. Number one, because we do not have the opportunity, we have no interest in the church. We lose interest in the church because we don't see the church in other young people. We don't see. We can't mm-hmm. relate to the priest always. We can't relate to the older people who are taking us to the prayer groups or the Bible studies who mm-hmm. just drag us along, mm-hmm. and it's off-putting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That will jump ahead and say that has to do with relationship, right? But seeing the opportunity, creating the opportunity to become involved, right? Mm. Um, again, like I said, these are like just good general practices in, in any ministry. I, I'll focus on them later with the, what it means for Hispanics and Latinos. Mm. Um, but the opportunity just to hear our voices, to have our voices heard, number one, right? To, to come in and have the opportunity to work with others, Mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to be seen, to be heard, mm-hmm. to be valued, to contribute, mm-hmm. right? These things are important. In order for that opportunity to, to happen, we need to have the right structures in the church, mm-hmm. in our communities to do that. And that's what I mean by having the right platforms, mm-hmm. right? And, and you can think of it literally as a platform. You are raised. Who mm-hmm. uses a platform? People that are on stage, whose the attention is focused on, exactly. right? Uh, a platform even 12 inches or 6 inches raises you just a little bit more mm-hmm. to where you can be heard easily, seen easily, See, yes. and they know that, hey, something is happening here. Acknowledged right? and appreciated as appreciated, well. Appreciated, mm-hmm. yeah. Look mm-hmm. at the altar in our Catholic setting. It's just, it's usually it's on a platform. Yeah, it's raised. Yeah. That's where our attention is at. That's mm-hmm. where the focus is it. That is where... Good point. Yeah, for us Catholics, that's where the salvation is, is mm-hmm. occurring. Yeah. Exactly. And so we can think of that as the same way. How do we create a platform for young people to be valued, so they can be heard, seen, you know, the, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, I think by creating the platform mm-hmm. first, then you can create the opportunities, right? I'll bring the platform out, again, yeah. physical platform. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the physical platform out. Yeah. It's up to you to take to get up on there, exactly. right? So at least you exactly. have the platform is there, mm-hmm. and I give you the opportunity, and that opportunity can be anything, right? Hey, we're having a talent night. Mm-hmm. Come forward. Mm-hmm. And I've created the platform. What's exactly. the platform? talent night mm-hmm. and now where's the opportunity to explore your or to discover or to di- put your talent on display mm-hmm. that's an example exactly we'll have exactly. a talent night someday and that, and that and that brings about relationship you know yeah um, something happens you know like the ice is broken and then you know um the experience of church takes place mm-hmm. um i think um 
I think your topic and, and, and the three points, you know, that you have brought up, it's like, it is something that needs to be addressed in the church in general. I think, you it know. It is, it is. That's uh, what's really tough for me about focusing it on. Exactly. <laughs> My like, focus at it, focus yeah. at it. But I was like, it's just needed everywhere. I it's it's needed it everywhere. Needed everywhere. And, and I would say, like, not only in church, but, you know, in different structures as well, you know, corporate world and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really intrigues me to me is, like, you are actually going to the margins, you know, uh, when the church really talks about reaching out to people, you know, evangelizing. Sometimes I think they have like the adults in their minds, you know, like the, um, like the 40 and up, you know, and like all these people, like families with children. And then somehow you are actually going to a population that's very, I call it at risk, you know, because mm. precisely um, people are, shaping their lives young people you know young adults are shaping their lives they are um and they have like big questions in their lives you know am i what's the reality you know it's like uh, uh well am i going am i am i at the right place in school you know am, am, did i choose the right major you know or uh, or minor um did i am you know am i who am i going to marry am, am i called to be married you know mm-hmm. um how am i going to live you know am i going to stay here will i have to like fly away you know uh move away so uh there's these people who already have a lot of things in their plate and then all of the sudden you know uh, their experience of church can be like um just reduced to a a mere you know going to church on Sundays, and that's pretty much it, as opposed to um, having a place in which I can be, I can be myself and realize that I can be with other people that uh, are going through the same thing, that are wondering the same things, and finding God into that, so um, I think, you you know, uh, opportunity, platform, and relationship, I think they, it seems to me like they go like interwined in, into a circle, you yeah. know, because, mm-hmm, yeah. and when one is affected, the other two are by default they're all intertwined, affected, intertwined you know so uh, when we have a, a, a platform when there is a, 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 an opening when there is a ministerial Maybe, opportunity you should call it the trinity of ministry or something hey, hey that's a great idea yeah that's yeah because it that's is that's not heresy right no 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 and, 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 and the trinity and the dynamic of the trinity is that they are always exchanging love with each other you know exchanging life with each other and one you know and with the, what's interesting with that image is like in one you see you have the fullness of the other two you know, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, in opportunity, yeah. you have the fullness of platform, platform and relationship, and, and and you know with other things as yeah, well. Yeah, the desire for relationship. Yes, c- from mm-hmm. the from yeah. the desire of relationship comes the platform or the mm-hmm. opportunity. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think they do feed off each other. That's something that I need, need to focus and, uh, on there. And, and then and then you know and we're just talking about young people. You know how mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. we're ignored. You know, well, you are ignored now. You know, I'm, I've already <laughs> made it to that threshold. But and, um, and you know, I, I'm on the verge there too you know, uh, technically I'm, I'm not a young adult you know i'm a full-fledged adult i'm in i'm it's happening now oh my <laughs> goodness gracious no no don't let's not talk about age today i'm really intrigued by um mm, i'm really intrigued by um the platform aspect in the aspect of in the i mean in the sense that there is something to be offered you know there are many opportunities and they go like, you know, they can be liturgical, they can be personal, they can be fun days, they can be um, uh, mission trips, they can be um, an idea, you know, it's like, well, we're going to hear what's happening here with the, um, the community garden, you know, that the, the young adults here are like, you know, really serious into the community garden. So a, a principle brings them together. <clears throat> uh, once the platform is there, 
how how do the, the young people know about this? I mean, it's like, what, what would elicit in, in, in the young people? What would like make them find a sense of belonging to this? It's like, um, because mm -hmm. this is these are the needs, but um, what would be the bridge, you know, between um, yeah, this. It's, it's it's hard to say, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, every 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 parish, every community is going to be a little bit different, right? Sure. Um, sure. And it has to be adjusted. Not not well, not one size fits all for mm -hmm. sure. That's not going to be it. And I think that's a that's a struggle as a church mm -hmm. we have because we we try to do that one yeah. size fits all. Uh, but Jesus, again, that's our model, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus was personal. Jesus mm -hmm. was all about encountering and engaging. Another big theme for me mm -hmm. in everything he did. So he he changed his values were the same. The reason he was doing it was the same. But he approached everybody personally, right? He mm -hmm. changed the way he had to to relate to them, to touch them, mm -hmm. to heal them in whatever way mm -hmm. they needed it to be done, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's why I love Pope Francis says we must meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. We must go out there and meet exactly. them where they're at. So I, I think a part of that is, well, for me, one of them is relationships. <clears throat> I, I haven't really do dove into that, but that is. That is the heart of soul, of, of, of the biblical teaching, I believe. Mm -hmm. right? Jesus came here to show us how relationship is done. Mm -hmm. Jesus showed us perfect relationship, right? The divine relationship and humanity's mm -hmm. relationship to one another. Mm -hmm. That's what it was all about. Uh, Father Richard Rohr calls it, that's the biblical truth, is relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what we mm -hmm. see it. If we keep that theme and we read mm -hmm. scripture, mm -hmm. that's what it's all about, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we continue to do that. So I, I think the way the platform and the opportunities are, are created is hopefully from a desire of relationship, hmm. right? With, in this case, it's with young people, hmm. young Hispanics and Latinos, who are in this community, in the Central hmm. Valley, I mean, we're, we're the, probably the majority. Well, if not the majority, we'll soon be the majority, hmm. right? So if it could be a church's desire to be in relationship with young adults, you know, or trying hmm. to bring them into the church or something like that, right? Um, well, the relationship needs to be there, the de some type of desire. But the definition of relationship, what that looks like, right? It's about true encounter and engagement, mm. which is not something, let's bring them in so they can be our token ministry. Yeah, no, like you just come here, you know, um, do this and that's it. You yeah, know? or free mm. labor. Yeah, or that, free labor, that. yeah. Free labor, free, mm. you know, we need, we're going to set up for the picnic mm. and we get young people to do this. Young people to do it, yeah. Or as a scapegoat, mm. you know, too, right? I, I, we, we've seen that, I've lived that, I've experienced that, and, and throughout my experience in ministry, from a participant to being a leader. Hmm. And, and I'm, I'm not going to count myself out and say I haven't been on both ends. Hmm. Right? Exactly. That I've done both things. Hmm. Um, if, I, if I may interject you know, into that, um, uh, let's, um, so you, you know, I mean, again, religious education, you know, um, young, and you, uh, young adult ministry, uh, and it seems like, you know, you're, 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 and then you are really, and I think this is a segue into um, what I was going to ask you next, you know. Um, so you are focusing on the reality of um, Latino young adult and, and young, the young adult. Mm -hmm. What is that reality like? Yeah, that's, that's a reality I can speak to. <laughs> and mm. I think that's why the advisors are like, focus in on that, Edgar. Because mm. you, you lived it. You mm. are living it. You mm. can speak to it. Uh, not too long ago, I, I shared with some of our student leaders here at the Newman Center of how we can be the bridge, the generation, or the, the bridge generation, I guess uh -huh. you can say that. We can be the bridge Both. generation. Mm -hmm. Because we, for, for many of us, for mm -hmm. many, you know, we're, we're 
the sons and daughters of first and second generation immigrants. Mm. So we are bicultural in addition to being bilingual, mm -hmm. right? So we so there's have, a huge difference there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have learned or are learning uh, to navigate these two cultures here mm -hmm. in the United States, okay. here in the Central Valley, our beautiful San Joaquin Valley. Mm -hmm. right? We're learning to navigate these things. For some of us, if you're the oldest, I know you've probably had it more rough than, than the younger mm -hmm. ones, right? Yeah. You, had it, you had to figure it out. You were on the vanguard of figuring out FAFSA, in my case, figuring out how, how, right. you know, how scholarships worked, figuring out mm -hmm. how the school system Man. worked. You were the ones who went up and asked for ketchup at fast food places, right? We were always told that. Mm -hmm. In a way, our childhood was, in a way, was robbed mm -hmm. from us because of the additional responsibility yeah. we had to have. <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't, I, I'm, t I'm speaking, um, I'm speaking personally too. Uh, some of the experiences are real. Other experiences are, are, I've heard and witnessed in other mm -hmm. people's lives. So don't think like, man, Edgar had it rough, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think many of us can relate to this stuff. If of it course. Were, in, in some aspect. Of course. So, as the church, we are called, as we see Jesus, right? We model mm -hmm. Jesus' approach to ministry. We are called to minister to the whole person, mm -hmm. right? Jesus ministered to the whole person, at the woman of the well. He ministered her as she was. She mm -hmm. saw, he saw her as she was, completely good and bad, as mm -hmm. the whole person. And so when I think of that, I think, well, how is the church ministering to us bicultural, mm -hmm. bilingual people? In this case, Mexican-Americans. You know, a huge part of, for many of us, is the faith we were brought up in was the language was Spanish, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and for me, I didn't really start mm -hmm. worshiping in English until I came to the Newman Center almost yeah. 12 years ago. Wow. Right? And wow. that was a huge culture shock because yeah. I didn't know all, all the responses. Yeah. I still don't know all the responses. <laughs> and I know for a fact that some of the students here don't know the responses in, in English yet. And not, not because we're <laughs> openly rejecting them. Mm -hmm. It's just we've never taught it. Mm -hmm. we, we just... And it's a way for us also to hold on to home, hmm. to our roots, yeah. right? Yeah. For me, when I'm angry or when I'm completely being lovey-dovey, it's in Spanish. Because that, <laughs> that is the love language that comes naturally from my heart. Yeah. Without thinking, it just yeah. it prompts out in Spanish, yeah. right? It's for the, the academic, years, uh -huh. for professional settings, uh, I think out of a need, but also because it is globally accepted English, mm -hmm. right? True. It's the business language. It's the business too. language. And then yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn French because I think that's a close second. And then Chinese, Mandarin. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of that, we, we need to minister in that way too, I believe. Yeah. Right? We, we just had a, a meeting at Fresno State not too long ago and all of us in the room were Mexican-Americans. Hmm. Our meeting was Spanglish. Hmm. We were jumping back and forth. The official word for that, the term is code switching, right? Yeah. So how do we create the, opera, the platform for that to be welcomed in church settings, yeah. to be Spanglish, mm -hmm. Spanglish ministry, mm -hmm. right? Uh, how, do, yeah. how is a church opening and giving us the opportunity? Mm -hmm. And where is a platform for that to be done? Yeah. Right? Excellent. Again, why are we doing this? Because Jesus wants to call, is calling us and ministers us as the whole person. Mm -hmm. So we can't just minister to the English-speaking side of someone. Mm -hmm. We need to minister them completely. And I think we have a beautiful opportunity mm -hmm. to do that here. Yeah. at the Newman Center uh, because number one of simply who I am mm -hmm. and I'm not saying oh, hey check me out mm -hmm. it's just the reality that's the facts I, I noticed early on that people were relating to me simply because of who I am mm -hmm. my experiences not because of what I've done mm -hmm. but because like, here's a Mexican American who's young and knows what it is to be bilingual and bicultural mm -hmm. and, the, and the difficulties of navigating that of course right and just because of who I am mm -hmm. people are able to relate to me 
And with that, Padre, I do feel a, a big sense of responsibility hmm. to, to do something about it then, mm-hmm. to highlight this. And you know what? And for many of us, this has been ministry. This is nothing new. We, maybe I'm adding new vocabulary hmm. to a, a new way to, for you to think about it, which I, I hope so. But you know what? I'm learning. Uh, I'm getting my, my degree at Fordham, which is on the East Coast in New York. And when I share this with people on the East Coast, I guess that's not the reality. Hmm. It's like, wow, that's completely different. I've never thought, you know, I never heard about that or thought about that. Oh, I'd love to see that. So it makes me, you, it's always good to ha- hear outside voices hmm. about what's going on. So I think that's very beautiful. Um, we have a lot of work to do uh, as, as people who are bicultural, not just Mexican-Americans, I think everybody. This is, this is due. Yeah. This is this type of ministry exactly. that you, I believe, and and I, uh, I I can imagine my brother that uh, uh, there is also uh, I'm pretty sure you've come across a lot of data. You know, I would really be interested to see like what the data is about like like you know like Catholic young adults. You know, like um like indexes like you know like dropping church, mm-hmm. joining mm-hmm. church. What brings them to church? You know, what scares them from church? Yeah, you, yeah. Know? you know, I, uh, I don't even get into mm. just the cultural aspect yeah. of faith. Yeah, in the Mexican exactly. American c- culture, it's Catholicism yeah. symbols and images yeah. and and sayings are just a part of our exactly. culture right? yeah. and that's a huge difference though being culturally Catholic and living you're right yeah. you're right and I mean we see that on um, um, uh, Guadalupe Day you know oh, yeah. we Absolutely. see that it's like people Absolutely. who are not even Catholic oh, yeah. Ceniza, Ash Ash yeah. it's like not even Catholics you know will come to church because well that's to me that takes me home takes yeah. me to my roots you know takes me to like uh, as you said the, you know the cultural aspect um, it seems to me like um, and I just yeah. want to I just want to clarify something earlier we're not saying that if you just come on those days, that's bad. We welcome you open arms. Of but there course. is a, a, a difference. Yes, There is yes, a difference no, of no, how no. one lives, what the intention and the heart behind. Things. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a saying that says, you know, um, not everybody is Catholic, but everyone is, is Guadalupano. You yeah, know? Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's true. And unfortunately, you know, it, it, it is true. Um, it seems to me like, um, you know, I was just thinking, so there was something that, I don't know if you were aware of it, but I kept hearing throughout, you know, all the time you were speaking, Edgar, and it was like the, the way of two things that you were highlighting. How would Jesus respond, mm-hmm. you know, and how and, and what is the church doing about it? And what can the church do about it? You know, and uh, you talked about like structurally and, uh, you know, like uh, in all levels. But really what struck me was like, you know, when you brought Jesus into this. Because that is the ultimate call. And the church is nothing but the emulation of Jesus' actions and words, you know. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, Jesus himself, you know, maybe we can argue that he had an experience of being bicultural, you know. Yeah, yeah it's tricultural. Uh, it's tricultural. And maybe Roman and Hebrew. Uh, Hebrew and then yeah. divine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, uh, think about it. I mean, it's like... Uh, uh, That's a good point, yeah. You know, yeah. You know so, you know, uh, he was young, all in all, you know, all the standards, you know. And what did he do, you know? He reached out to people. He didn't stay and ca- catered to his, to his own kin, to his own... No, race or his his own culture on the contrary he just went around and uh, I mean the, you know uh, the, what is it like the people in Judea they wouldn't talk to the Samaritans you know mm-hmm. and he goes to the Samaritan woman and he talks about the Samaritan you know the good Samaritan um, so you know if anyone who's being so I guess who, who, who actually determines that ministry is about 
as you said, like initially, like reaching out to where people are when you were calling Pope Francis, you know, that entails that, I mean, Jesus was really moving into this and Jesus was cultural. going to them, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, uh, uh, immersing himself. In, yes. Well, in some aspects, he had no choice but to do it. But exactly. He, he did it and yeah. he embraced it. Yeah, and, 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 and that's, to me, I think that's what, that's what gives, gives actually, uh, makes gives much sense to, to what you are trying to tackle because you are really, um, it seems to me that you are trying, you are go, going into the core of what the church calls evangelization, reaching out mm -hmm. to people, yeah, you know, yeah. and by um, taking a group of people that, uh, uh, that you know, you know, it's like, I kind of, I'm older and I came, you know, I'm a great, I'm an immigrant, so I, uh, my reality is different. But there were some things that I could relate, you know, you become, kind of learn a little bit English and I'm, I become my family's translator, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. and then, um, and you're right, it is like going to church is culturally shocking. You know, and it's not, and, and as you said, it's not only the words, you know, the language, it is the motions, you know, it is the, the, the movements, the, the songs, the yeah, yeah. how we greet each other, mm -hmm. how the sign of peace, you know, and all yeah. those things that come together. Um, so, uh, I think you are up to something really good and I just really would like to, you know, whenever it gets published, you know, to read this and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna, a lot of us are gonna relate to that. Now, yeah. this is the hardest question and I'm gonna ask you to like, really, um, and I, maybe we have to wait in silence for like a little bit. <laughs> if there is one thing people would like after reading your paper to know and to keep and take away from them, you know, what would that be? So if you could just reduce all your paper to this phrase or to this word, if you could reduce like three years, God bless you, you know, of <laughs> researchers yeah. into this, you know, what would you hope hmm. it will be? And uh, I'll give you some time because I know it's a uh, Well, I have, it, I have it ready to go, but I want to see where it, it takes us. Uh -huh. um, because I truly, truly think everything else that I've learned about stems from this hmm. desire. This desire of true encounter and engagement. Because that, that is a for me, that is the definition of relationship. Mm. True encounter and engagement. Then you have to go look into those two things, right? What that means. Can but you it, go like really briefly into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Encounters, you, you are going out of your way to come into a relationship with somebody. You're encountering the other person. What does that mean? They are moving you. You are seeing them, hearing them, feeling them. You know, that... You are encountering them, the a true Jesus encounter. experience. Uh -huh. And I think everyone can relate mm -hmm. or think of a time where they had a true encounter. And engagement, engagement mm -hmm. is the dialogue that takes place. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, a dialogue is the easy one, but it may not even be through words. Mm -hmm. It could be through music, it could be through art, it could be whatever. But that's the engagement that takes place, you know. I've been engaged by art, I've been engaged by music that makes me move mm -hmm. and makes me feel things like, wow. Mm. beautiful to my core mm. again i think that is something everybody can relate to of course so i think if someone's truly seeking true encounter and engagement with our neighbors yes everything else will follow why because listening is a part of that understanding mm. is a part of that asking the right questions mm. is a part of that creating room for them to be themselves is a part of that somewhere to be comfortable and trustworthy is all a part of being enc encountering and engaging Engage, yeah. engaging somebody yeah. you know if uh if you know, I would say like up, actually, this up, is this is beautiful, you know. And actually, I'm I'm really like um, appalled and mesmerized because uh, there's a lot of depth, you know. And sometimes uh, we need that to have like those things. And, and and you miss that, but you know, like if you were here, like right now, 
you, you just look at Edgar and just talking <laughs> with that, that conviction, with that love. He's like really, as you said, you were bearing your soul. And you know, it, it, it hit me that encounter and engagement, if our faith, you know, life, our spiritual life was a car, talking about gas prices now, you know, <laughs> I think that gas that will keep that faith that the spiritual car moving will be precisely this encounter mm -hmm. and engagement. I think you touched what lies at the core of conversion. Yeah. You know, you have an, you have an encounter and an encounter is not only, you know, like a one side thing. It's like, you know, it's like really you meeting, meeting God, meeting some, a minister, meeting, meeting church halfway. And that produces action. And that's engagement, you know, mm -hmm. action that is uh, both welcomed and appreciated, but also freely given, you know, a faith with works. Faith, you know, faith without works is not faith. So mm -hmm. I think you're touching a lot of um, uh, deep theological questions, and I'm pretty sure we can mm -hmm. use a lot of podcasts just to <laughs> yeah, unpack that's true. That's true. a lot of things that you did. So, uh, And you know what, Padre, I'll, I'll announce it here. I, I plan on doing a, a Newman presentation of everything that's once, oh. once this is done. Um, to, to put package this and to Good. present it here at the Newman Center uh, because they've been investing in me. The Diocese mm. of Fresno has been investing in mm. me, and this is my way of giving back mm. to present everything that I've learned wow. and this final paper that I'm working on. This is uh, amazing. So I haven't I haven't said anything uh -huh. quite yet because I don't I don't have a date yet, but it's mm. gonna be uh, it, uh, it's gonna be soon. Mm -hmm. And I do I do invite everybody to come to mm. see what I have been working on because it's going to affect the community because of just simply the position that I am in here. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the greater Diocese of Fresno because they have invested in me as well. So they, yeah. I, I think I deserve, this. the community deserves to, to hear what mm. I've been working on and they've been investing in. And truly this is a, a culmination of my theology of ministry. Mm. Uh, and and I think people need to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, uh, and, I, I, and as I said in the beginning, there's a lot of, well, there's some documents written, you know, by the bishops on mm -hmm. the reality of, um, um, you know, cult you know, culturally diversity, cultural yeah. diversity, and but everything to me it seems to be like it's always touched, uh, you know, it's always thought about the adults, you know, how do we reach the adults? Mm -hmm. There is a little bit, and sometimes you know, youth and youth ministry becomes a line. Oh, we should also reach out to young, yeah, young yeah. people, you know. Now you are really like um, delving into something that's there. You know, that's the most uh, um, uh, interesting population and, and it goes with your ministry. And as a young person, you too can, can relate, you know, and, and a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure like a lot of people who are listening right now will uh, appreciate this. Well, that's the question for today. Uh, yes. Thank you, Edgar. Yes. My thank goodness. You, you, you let us, you let us, you know, it wasn't impromptu, you know, yeah. uh, uh, it was the Holy Spirit, it I worked. think. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Thank you. But, and I've learned, I, I've organized my thoughts a little bit more too going through this. So thank you. It's like a study session. Thank you. Hey, everyone. it was good. And uh, it, it energized me. And then I was, uh, that's what I was thinking. If it, in these 20 minutes, you know, it just energized me. I just can imagine, you know, what the whole paper will do. So thank you. Thanks for putting... Keep your, praying uh, for me. Keep, no, I'm not done yet. I'm going to work on that today, actually. So keep praying for me. And all we'll prayers. This out and I, I hope you all can join me on the day that I do the presentation because yeah. you're all a part of this journey with me. So thank you very much, everyone. And thank you for your faith. And uh, Edgar, if anybody has a question, how can they send us a they question? They could email us, right? They can do uh, edgar at csufnewman.com or simply look up Newman Center Fresno and you'll find Father Byron's or my own email as well. Uh, I know many of you we see uh, on a weekly basis. Mm. You guys can come up and ask questions, which you usually do anyways. Um, and, and also, wherever you're listening uh, to your podcast, to the podcast, there's, I think there is a way you can get in touch with, a, like, leave a comment or, mm. I know, in some oh. platforms, so maybe not all of them, but we'll work on that. 
Um, but thank you so much for joining us. We're here to, to walk with you, to accompany you through your faith. Know that you are not alone. Know that we are here and doing this together as a community. Amen. It comes down to encounter and engagement. Thank you so much. <laughs>